Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Philippians 1, 1 through 18. As we read the Pauline epistles, those letters in the New Testament written by the Apostle Paul, it's very easy to be impressed with their theology. Obviously, the theology that Paul's, Paul writes under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. When you think of Romans and justification by faith, when you think of Ephesians and all that we just read in there. Well, another thing that should stick out to us, rightly so, this isn't the main point of these letters, but it is something worth noting as well, is Paul's example. And that is something I think will particularly shine through in the book of Philippians. We highlighted it a lot when we went through 2 Corinthians as well, but we'll do it again here in the book of Philippians. As we see Paul's example, this is another one of those prison epistles. Uh, Paul is writing in prison, but we can learn so much from him and his passion for Christ that should inform us and build us up today. Well, we're going to start Philippians here with the first 18 verses. Now, again, Paul is in prison. He's writing to the church in Philippi. This is a church that he started. We can read about the start of that church in Acts chapter 16, where Paul leads really the first woman we have record of in the European continent to Christ and is thrown in prison. That's the famous story of him and Silas singing together in prison at midnight. When there's an earthquake, they are set free, and then they lead the jailer to Christ. So this is that church. And now we come and Paul is writing a letter to them. And just as we start, there's three things that I want us to note about Paul's example and things that he cares about and one thing that he does not care about. And the first thing I want us to notice is that Paul cares about his teammates, really his gospel teammates, the people that are on the team really of the kingdom of God, the the team of Christ and the gospel. He cares about those people and you should too. Uh, Look at how he starts. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. So he's remembering. And again, we know probably some of the people he was thinking about. And you think of that initial trip to Philippi and these people that he still loved and how they helped him from the first day until now. He, he loves these people. He's praying for these people. And he's confident, verse 6, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And he talks about how he holds them in his heart and again links this idea of because they've helped him. And in verse 9, he says, For God is my witness how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. So he loves his 
teammates. And, and that's where when we do ministry, and, and we've talked about this, it can be difficult. And working with people can be difficult, especially when we're all still sinners, when we have different ideas, different opinions. And, and sometimes that wears us down. That's not what we see in the Apostle Paul. And a couple things to notice He loves these people after all this time because he's confident of Christ's work in them. And then when he says, I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus, ultimately what he's saying there is, I love you because Christ loves you. That's the way you should view the people on your team, the people that are partnering with you in the gospel. So a great place to start by thinking about those people is your local church. You should have the people at your church, although they may have different personalities and different opinions about some things than you, they should be in your heart and you should love them because Christ loves them and Christ is going to finish what he started in them. That is how we should love one another. And there's a substance to that love. Paul cares about their growth and that's really the content of his prayer in verse 9. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So a very clear application, I would say for you, we've kind of talked about these terms, some throughout our journey in the New Testament, then, always, now. Well, then we see Paul caring about these people always. I would say this is how Christians should feel about each other. Christians should pray for one another. Now you should pray. Are you praying for the people at your church, maybe in your small group, spending time praying for them today? And even if you're frustrated about something with one of them, hey, Jesus loves this person. So I love this person and I'm going to pray these things. Even in verses 9 through 11, this would be a great prayer list for you to pray for others in your church, other Christians in your life uh, as you care about your teammates. The next thing we see in verses 12 through 14 is that Paul cares about the advance of the gospel. He cares about the advance of the gospel. He is in prison. And that's what he's referring to when he says, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me, that's a pretty big understatement. He was uh, captured and almost killed and then taken prisoner by the Romans and then almost killed again as there was a plot against his life. And then he's been on trial and appealed and through a voyage on the seas and shipwreck. And now he is in Rome. So that's what he means by what has happened to me. But he says it's really served to advance the gospel as the idea of, of blazing a trail. The gospel is going forward. Because now I've had this new gospel opportunity here in prison. And the Imperial Guard, they all know about Jesus now. And even me being in prison has helped other people become more bold to speak the word without fear. He cares about the advance of the gospel. And he cares about the advance of the gospel more than his circumstances. So now you should do the same. You should care about the advance of the gospel more than your circumstances. And I want to encourage you even today, today, as you are listening to this podcast, the things that go wrong in your life today, I want to encourage you to ask yourself, hey, in in this thing that's going wrong in my life, is there a gospel opportunity here? Is this 
seemingly bad thing that is happening to me, is this going to open some door to speak the word of God, the good news of Jesus Christ to somebody else? Because I care more about advancing the gospel than I do about my circumstances. So Paul cares about his gospel teammates. He cares about the advance of the gospel. And then third, let's see what he doesn't care about. He doesn't care who gets the credit. And by here, I mean at a human level. He wants God to get all the credit, but at a human level, he doesn't really care who gets the credit because then he talks about some others. Um, And it's clear these others, that they're not false teachers. Paul's going to comment on them later and use some pretty strong language against them. These are people who, from these verses, clearly seem to be teaching the true gospel. However, their motives do not seem to be the best. He says that some are preaching Christ from envy and rivalry, and they're doing it out of selfish ambition. Uh, some sense of rivalry with Paul, and they're viewing his imprisonment as, hey, here's our opportunity uh, to advance our ministry. And, and that is not right. But Paul says in verse 18, what then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed. And in that, I will rejoice. That's a good word from Paul. Even though there are some things about these teachers that we should not commend and we should not follow their example. But Paul is saying, if they're really preaching the gospel, I'm going to rejoice in that. Even if they're doing it in a way that I would not do it, even if they're doing it for reasons that I don't think are right, if the gospel is really being preached and people are getting saved, I will rejoice in that. And that's a good word for us today as well, because There are false teachers out there that we should be concerned about that are not proclaiming a biblical gospel. But there's also people, and especially if you're at one church, you might look at a church down the road and say, hey, they do things differently. And at the end of the day, you might say, you know, I wouldn't do things the way that they're doing them. That's maybe why I don't go to that church. But at the end of the day, if they're preaching the gospel, if they're telling people the truth about Jesus and people are getting saved, I'm going to rejoice in that. We need to be careful that we don't kind of fall victim to this mindset of envy and rivalry, even when it comes to others, other people, other ministries, other churches that we know that is not how we want to think. Our main concern should be that Christ is being preached. And so when you look at all of these things, Paul cares about his teammates. He cares about the advance of the gospel. He doesn't care who gets the credit. It shows you, and you'll see this more as we continue in Philippians, at the center of Paul's life, all that Paul really cares about is Christ. And that needs to be really our beating heart as well, that we want more than anything to know Christ and to make him known. And if that really is the center of your heart, well, then care about your teammates and even show that by praying for them or encouraging them today. Uh, care about the advance of the gospel and look even today when things go wrong for opportunities to share the gospel and care less about who gets the credit as long as the gospel is being preached. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church, Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.